Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is a nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We will get to our best bets of the bowl season coming up later on in this hour. But it is always a pleasure on Wednesday evenings to bring on one of our favorites. Maybe our favorite. I don't know. It's up there. Power ratings are high. For Mr. Brad Evans at Noisy Huevos on Twitter. Valley Sports. Fade the Noise podcast. Mr. Evans, how are you, sir, on this Wednesday evening? Oh, a man who has crushed way too many Christmas cookies uh, (laughs) in one setting tonight as well. Gentlemen, it's been too long. You know, with everything going on uh, across the league, and, you know, we've been talking about it uh, just betting-wise, how have you been going about it with the prop market, knowing that the volatility that's out there of COVID-19 and all these players testing positive. Are they going to play? Are they not going to play? So what has your uh, method to the madness, so to speak, been so far when it comes to attacking prop plays for this upcoming weekend? Uh, well, patience needs to be a virtue. And what I have been trying to do is wait till the 11th hour uh, to fire off any tickets, uh, you know, knowing for sure that guy is going to be cleared in time and be good to go, you know. This close to Thursday night football, I feel very safe. You know, maybe it's a um, 
a veiled assumption, but at, at this juncture, I'm you know rocking and rolling as if everybody's going to be in uniform and there's not going to you know be any potholes in the road. Now the rest of the slate, entirely different story. Now we only have one game that is populated at the major sports books here, the US of A, and that is uh, the New England game against Indianapolis Colts. And I've only fired off a couple of tickets there. Took the over on John the Taylor, 90.5 rush yards. Took the under on Carson Wentz, 228.5 pass yards. But really, guys, the sports books are doing us a solid in the props market because they're scared to populate anything, which means they're not offering anything. So we just got to wait, play the patience game. I, Brian, think that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense have a breakout performance tomorrow. 300 plus, three touchdowns. Ooh, you mm, feeling that mm. or? No. Oh. No, I'm not feeling that. No, I'm not. Listen, here's the deal. Uh, I actually took the under on the Patrick Mahomes pass yards prop at 286 and a half. That's not to say that Patrick Mahomes is not going to have a monster game. He could still go out there and throw for 280, three to four touchdowns. I, I just don't think he's going to get north of that line in the past yards market. He has struggled in that capacity here in recent outings. Uh, he has been under uh, the 286 and a half line in six of his last seven and nine of his last 13. And you go back to that initial matchup against LA earlier this season and that game being played at Arrowhead. He went for 260 and three touchdowns in that game. And I know the Chargers, uh, the secondary has got some question marks, but they may get Derwin James back. He's going to test out the hamstring pregame. They may also get Asante Samuel Jr. back. That would be a double injection in the arm for a secondary that's been relatively thin. And still, even when they've been undermanned, they're only giving up 222.5 pass yards per game on the season. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a stellar game for Money Mahomes tomorrow night. Well, Brad, I'm going to push back a little bit because I was born in St. Petersburg, Florida. The average temperature is about 73 and a half. The people talk like this. They're very <laughs> friendly. They're very nice. I used to think that the weather didn't matter. Then I got off the plane in Green Bay. It was minus 11. And I said, oh, boy. So guess what? Patrick Mahomes' last three contests have been in the inclement weather of Kansas City. Last time he was in a controlled weather stadium, he was 35 of 50, 406 yards, and five touchdowns. Guess what L.A. has? Controlled weather environment. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes has a huge game. Can you give me the uh, tune, please? Uh, I, I will not, oh. but I think what will happen <laughs> Did you steal that Southern accent for Brian Kelly? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, he's my mentor. You know, I'm just trying to follow okay. the footsteps we, of the we great. All, we're all family here on this show. Say down, Louisa. Oh, it says. <laughs> he dances I like, like it, he. Man. We'll go toe to toe. He dances we'll like he's from the Northeast, though. King. Yeah, can we? I mean, can't, why can't we be friends on this show? I, you know, but that's the beauty of uh, of gambling. You know, you're not always going to agree, so. Sean and Brad yep. disagree. Uh, cigar bet, Brad. Patrick wait. Mahomes goes off. I'm putting writing it down. Done. Yeah, we'll we'll have a cigar bet. There you know? we go. I'm down. A little seeing fuegos. Join join the club. It's uh it's I, the cigar bets fly around on this show uh, all the time. Um, well, sticking with Patrick Mahomes uh, tomorrow night, Brad, because uh, a prop that you really loved. Mm, I would say like weeks three through eight or something like that yeah. was his rushing yards. Yeah. He was go over, yeah. over, over, over. Lately, now at the current number at, at DraftKings Sportsbook, he went over that last week against the Raiders, but 12, 11, 0, negative 2, 10. 
Are you jumping back on the Mahomes rushing prop? I am because it's too soft of a number. It opened at 17 and a half. I think it's up at 18 and a half right now at DraftKings. I'd still be over on that. I think he's going to be back in the low 20s once again. You go back to the first matchup, four carries, 45 yards against the Chargers. And the biggest vulnerability for L.A. this season has been defending up front. Uh, their gap coverage has been lousy. They overpursue at times. Eighth highest pressure rate on the quarterback position in the NFL. So in those opportunistic instances, uh, when he feels the heat, you know, Mahomes will call his own number, do a little old uh, boot scoot outside, and hopefully, you know, acquire enough yards for us to, to hit the over there, and hopefully enough yards to ease the cushion on potential kneel downs at the end of the game, which always could come into play, especially Kansas City shows up offensively. However, I am taking the Chargers in the money line. I think they will Ooh. defend the home turf in this one. But yes, I am under the pass yards, but I am comfortably over on the 18 and a half rush yards for Mr. Mahomes. At Noisy Huevos on Twitter is where you can find Brad Evans. Another disagreement with you. No, not at all. No, no, no. We don't disagree. We just have different opinions. <laughs> See, me and you That's disagree. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I have no idea. You say things. I'm like, I don't know what it means, what? but it sounds provocative. Yeah. Um, well, Sean's already, uh, you know, busted out the, uh, the sledgehammer here, the Peter Gabriel, uh, on Patrick Mahomes passing yards. We got to get it from you. And I think reading your, uh, your, uh, your sheet there on, uh, on your Twitter page, your Google doc, I think it might involve a running back for the Kansas city chiefs. Am I right? And no, it's not CH. It's his tag team partner uh, and Daryl Williams. And I'm taking the over on his receiving yards prop, which I got uh, at an ultra, ultra low uh, 16 and a half when it opened. It's uh, up to like 17 and a half. Some books have it at 18 and a half. DraftKings right now at 17 and a half. It's still too low. I mean, look what Williams has done. Playing right around a third of the snaps since CEH has returned these last couple of weeks. But over his last couple of games, 28 combined routes run. Uh, he only went two for 11, two receptions, 11 receiving yards against LAC in the first matchup. Uh, but, you know, LAC giving up 4.1 receiving uh, or receptions per game to the running back position. And Williams has been over this in six of his last eight games. Uh, you know, he just, you know, exits out of the backfield there in the flat. Mahomes sees him on those swing passes we saw last week. I mean, he could score this on one play. So I love that. And I tell you what, guys, we'll go double sledgehammer. Josh Palmer at 14 and a half receiving yards is hilariously low. Look, I understand Mike Williams is not on the injury report. is good to play. I know that Keenan Allen's out of COVID-19 protocol is good to play. So Palmer's not going to see the workload that he witnessed on the field last week. But even with those guys on the field, he has slowly seen his role within this offense grow. Very talented kid out of Tennessee. He has been over this in six of his last seven. He's ran at least 13 routes in five of his last seven. And I think he's going to be in that 11 to 15 route range in a game with some pew, 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 shootout appeal. One catch. I think it's all we need. We get two, which I think we will anyway. And Palmer is in the 20s and cruises passes 14 and a half receiving yards mark. Very soft line available at DK right now. See, I'm going to take Brad back to his pre-Mohawk days <laughs> where he was side-by-side side with yours truly doing <laughs> fantasy football shows. And he yep. actually made my point for me. And he's going to now take Patrick Mahomes over the passing yards <laughs> and over the touchdown pass total because 
His I don't listen to Peter Gabriel, but I've learned through osmosis that I like that little part of the song. I have no idea what song that is, but I like that particular part. It's a sledgehammer. The last time Patrick Mahomes was in a controlled weather environment game, I told you he was 35 or 50, 406 yards and five touchdowns. Guess what Darrell Williams' stats were that day? He had 101 yards. Nine targets, nine catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. It will repeat itself, but it will be accompanied with a huge performance by Patrick Mahomes. So I love you, Brad. Cigar bet on the line. Cigar bet on the line. And my man, you need to fire up the Spotify. Uh, Peter Gabriel's catalog is deep. Yeah, I'm going on my phone during the break. I'm going to I'm add it on Apple Music. Dude, Sledgehammer's a jam. That's all I'm going to say. It's a jam. It is. I mean, we, we got to. We got about a minute to go. Uh, because of everything going on with COVID, you mentioned a couple plays that you do have in pocket uh, for the weekend. Jonathan Taylor over, Wentz under. Anything yeah. else? We got about 45 seconds. Anything else to keep an eye on tomorrow night that you like? Yeah, well, tomorrow night in particular, uh, I like the Justin Herbert on the over nine and a half yards longest run for him, which he has done a dozen times this season. And he started to you know, show that, he could chew up some real estate with the legs. And, and a guy that is unafraid, undaunted, well, when the pressure in, intensifies the pocket, he would call his own number and take off. So uh, I'm expecting him to get a chunk gain on one of those attempts of double figures. So, again, over nine and a half rush yards, longest rush for Mr. Herbert. Let's go, Patrick. You could have a steam train if you just lay down your tracks. You could have an aeroplane flying if you bring yeah. your blue sky back. That is Brad Evans. He's the man at Noisy Huevos on Twitter. It's the Nightcap here on VC. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. 
Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. It's the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. Sign up for a PlayCard debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by MetaBank NA. Member. FDIC. It is the nightcap here on Beeson alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. With the record show, we have another cigar bet entered into the records there. Uh, I'm going to be smoking some good sticks this Christmas. Yep. You're tied with me. We got some. I think I got Patriots plus two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, by Sunday, I'll be up. When are we paying? When are we paying these out? Oh, maybe we make it a Christmas. Oh, but we got so many things on the bowl games. Do yeah. I don't know? It's up to you. That's not up to me. Yeah. I mean, you could have you could have collected early, and then you'd just be paying me back. So. Right. So I don't want to, you know. And by the way, um, end of the bowl season. End of the bowl season. Yep. Okay. Um. Yeah, I. Just a reminder, and Aaron Oster has, has reminded, I, I am not, uh, I'm not, this is called Cigar Bets because Sean is a cigar aficionado. I am. I don't smoke cigars. I've smoked them before. I'm not a big cigar guy. So you pay me in bottles of red wine. Right. That is, uh, that is, but it just sounds smoother, Cigar bet. Uh Well, I mean, it's manly. I mean. I, I think a bottle of cab is manly. Yeah, add the cab part in it. What do I, I don't want? I don't want a Pinot Noir. I yeah, want a cab. I wasn't giving you Pinot Noir. You're like a Riesling guy to me. <laughs> Riesling's a white wine. And it's just sweet, soft, feminine. Thank you. Trying to. I'm not a big white wine guy. Be malicious. Pretty much. Pretty much just cab. In my kind, sweet cab kind of and way. IPAs. That's pretty much the go-to. What's there. an IPA? IPA is a beer. Yeah. India Pale Ale. I'm from Tampa. I know Tampa's like the Ooh. king of like local IPAs. They've got uh, local Cigar City Highlight. Yeah. That is tremendous. Shout out to the great city of Tampa. Good city. It is. Gonna have uh, Sunday Night Football this week. Yeah. Can um, I give a uh, shout out to to the University of Tulane football team? Okay. Excellent signing day today. Great mixture of incoming high school talent, along with. Transfer portal kids. So I'm not necessarily in love with the transfer portal, but you have to adapt to your environment. Mm-hmm. So shout out to really Willie Fritz and everybody over at Tulane. Rocking that looks fresh. Right, Is that man. new? Mm-hmm. I rep my school. I mean, I'm an XL. Just, just, just putting it out there. You are a hater. 
Who you knows? bet against us this year. When? I forgot. I'll look it up. <laughs> uh, Brad Evans, uh, appreciate him coming on. Uh, his favorite plays, Daryl Williams over 16.5 receiving yards. I think it's 17.5 right now at DraftKings. And then uh, another one of his favorite plays was uh, Josh Palmer over receiving yards. So uh, that is uh, the way he's rolling. And then the cigar bet that we've now got uh, in the books against Mr. King here, 286.5 passing yards for Patrick Mahomes. Sean on the over, and Brad is on the under. Uh, We will have a little more bold discussion, our five favorite plays. Uh, have we decided what what's on the line for that? There might be some comparable. We, I don't know if it's a competition. We've got the competition. I have uh, I've sent out the point spreads. Uh, so we will have the crew from behind the glass involved. Aaron, Nick, uh, Oliver is going to be involved. So the crew from behind the glass. We'll have our Friday crew, Big Balls, Banksy, and Derek. They'll be involved. And then you and me, eight people. And uh, we're going to pick every bowl game against the spread, even if you don't like it. Do you think this is fair? What? I mean, you have this one guy in this group that's a super uber genius, and then, you know, everyone else. I know. Yeah. It's tough for everyone, I guess. I almost feel like this is cheating. I know. I I probably will beat everyone. Mm. Oh, are you trying to talk about yourself? I I didn't assign a name to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. The shoe fits work. Yeah. Um, do we really need to talk about Urban Meyer again? This newest report? I mean, this is... Who's Urban Meyer? Uh, he's curr- we only talk about NFL coaches that want to keep their jobs. He's currently employed by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's just, it's every day, man. It, it is every day that comes out. So the Tampa Bay Times put out a story today. Josh Lambeau, former Jaguars kicker, was uh, in this story, and uh, I'm trying to find, yeah. Lambeau said that Meyer walked by him and said, hey, I don't even know what I'm allowed to say here. Right. Hey, derogatory word, make your bleeping kicks, and then kicked him in the leg. That's crazy, right? Lambeau characterized the kick as a 5 out of 10 and told the Tampa Bay Times, he told Meyer, "Don't ever bleep and kick me again." Lambo said to Meyer. Lambo said Meyer told him, "I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever the bleep I want." How is that possible? Because he's a tyrant. He always How? has been. Oh my god! He is. He's a tyrant. They're a favorite this weekend. Do they? I, honest question. Because they're playing the Texans, uh, they are a favorite, uh, laying three. Do they somehow rally behind Urban Meyer this week and win this game? Come on, man. Cut it. I, I'm, I'm just serious. And it's, by the way, it's up to four at These guys games. are playing for themselves. Okay. I mean, so, I feel like Trevor and, Lawrence is due to have a big game. So in spite of their coach, I should say. Right. Not rally yeah, behind. In not spite of their coach, him. do they find a way to win this game? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's Davis Mills coming to town. That is true. Yeah. Made a couple nice throws last week. Like I said, it's the reason that the Jackson minus four. I am contemplating playing Trevor Lawrence in fantasy. Wow. It's going to be a game-time decision. i got to talk to my 
my whiz kid in the back, Aaron Oster, during one of these breaks and see what he thinks. But I have Lamar Jackson, who's probably going to be game time. I'm terrified that that ankle gets rolled on early. He's going to be out again. Mm. And Justin Fields is questionable. So if I wait for him on Monday night and he doesn't play, be in trouble. Yeah. So I think he'll play. Some tough decisions. Um, but no one cares about my fantasy but me. But correct. it's the playoffs. That is correct. Uh, even in the playoffs, no one cares. Bye. But we wish you luck. We wish you luck. Such a hater. I'm just saying, we wish you luck. Um, going back. So, Jags. Yeah. We, I, I, I'm not, I would not play this game no, under any circumstances. Don't touch, it. don't touch it. I liked the Texans in week one when they were a home dog to the Jaguars. There's was- not a result that could happen that could surprise me. If it was a 6-3 Texans win or a 6-3 Jags win, it wouldn't surprise me. If it was a 42-41 Texans win or a 42-41 Jags win, it wouldn't surprise me. I have no feel for this game whatsoever. All I do know, the stadium will be empty. And I will say, uh, I was going to say that this would definitely be the lowest handle game of the day, but the Jets in Miami is 10 in favor of Miami, I don't think people want to lay 10 at all with the Dolphins. So I'd be curious, if we get Chris Andrews Hunt tomorrow, we'll do a, a guessing game of what will be the lowest uh, handle game of the day. And both of those games being in that 1 o'clock Eastern window, uh, they will be overlooked quite a bit. I would not bet Houston and Jacksonville, to your point. Nope, I'm yeah. good. And I'm betting the Dolphins. Laying the 10? Yep. See, last week I did this, and I looked at those numbers, and I was like, you know what? Maybe these teams have some fight left. They don't. They don't. They've given up. Look ahead was 7, and it has slowly steamed all the way up to 10, and there's even a a 10.5 out there, as you see right there. DraftKings has a a 10.5 and a couple uh, spots offshore. Going back to Washington, uh, dealing with all of their COVID situation. Backup quarterback Kyle Allen, mm-hmm. the latest uh, and a big, I think it's 17 in total uh, on the COVID-19 list. That includes Jonathan Allen, who might be the lone pro bowler on this Washington football team this year. He's going to miss this game. Uh, Montez Sweat, I don't know uh, whether or not he'll be available to return because he's unvaccinated. So different rules apply there. More time out. Um, Cam Sims, wide receiver, now added to the list. Washington plus seven, could you be intrigued at all? Nope. Would you lay it with the Eagles? Nope. <laughs> so you so yeah, like the under. Was it under 44, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I like the under in that game. There you go. Get the 44 because it's 43 and a half here, so it's moving. Yeah. And then Browns and Vegas, would you just wait? And right now, Raiders... Laying a point and a half. I don't know. I just, I don't trust the Raiders at all. Nick Chubb is back, and Case Keenum had an interesting quote. I still think the Browns are really good on defense. I probably would go with Miles Garrett and crew. See that picture of Miles Garrett next to Steph Curry? Yeah. They tweeted out. Same height. Yeah. People think that Steph Curry's a small guy. He's not. No, he's not. He's eye to eye with Miles Garrett. We got our best selections of the bowl season coming up. Bottom of the hour. Stick around right here on the Nightback. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. 
The college bowl season, it starts on Friday, folks. VEASAN, we've got you covered with our all-new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props, the VEASAN College Bowl Betting Guide can help you give an edge. Get your digital copy today, only $19.99. Head on over to VEASAN.com slash bowl guy. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Tim Murray and Sean King with you. We've been talking a lot about the bowls. Mm-hmm. They start soon. They last a couple weeks. Um, but we haven't really given out any picks you came up with the idea. Let's do our five favorite plays before it all gets going. Yep. Um, you know, obviously we'll have bankroll situations uh, and games that can be involved on our bankroll. Those weekend games, I'll probably have a couple on there. But when you just look at five of the forty-two bowl games, which ones jump out at you the most? And Mr. King, the floor will be yours on your five favorite bowl games. Give it a go. Well, let's start on uh, December the 27th in the Military Bowl. I love East Carolina plus the three points. I actually think that the motivation is there. They got to keep their head coach. There were some rumblings that he was going to leave for greener pastures. I love Virginia Tech was a job that it came up. But he stayed. They went 4-1 and one down the stretch and were very, very, very competitive in their finale versus Cincinnati, the final score doesn't really you give light on how competitive they were. They're playing a team in Boston College that's not going to out-athlete them. They played a tremendously tough schedule. I like East Carolina to win this game outright, but be safe. Take the points. We need to go one for one? What do we want to yeah, do? Yeah, go one for one. All right. Uh, I will go earlier. Because I want to give dates. That's why. Okay. I will go uh, chronologically here. I will okay. go... Uh, December 23rd. This bowl game wasn't supposed to exist, and now it does because we had too many teams bowl eligible. Give me North Texas. North Texas is one of the hottest teams in college football. They went. They were started 1-6. Seth Luttrell, who was once upon a time a hot coaching candidate, was on the hot seat. People were talking about him going to get fired. They rattled off five straight wins, and they wrapped up the regular season with a 45-23 win over UTSA. Someone may have talked about that on this show. And now they're catching points. They are essentially the home team. This game's in Frisco, Texas. It's about 25 miles away from Denton, Texas, where North Texas is located. North Texas runs the hell out of the football, Sean. You know how many teams have more rushing yards per game than North Texas this year? How many? Two. Army and Air Force. And guess what? Miami played Air Army this year and gave up over 300 rushing yards. Miami's not bad. They're 6-6. Six and six. They are 1-6, though, when they leave the friendly confines of Oxford, Ohio. I'm catching three here. A de facto home game. I think both teams will be motivated. I like this rushing attack, though. Uh, DeAndre Torrey. Uh, Ragsdale, another running back that they've got. I will take the three happily with the mean green in the Frisco football classic, Sean. So I was trying to look up. I was on Football Scoop on Twitter. I thought I saw something about North Texas from a coaching staff standpoint. 
Wasn't exactly sure. Maybe it was a, a personnel deal, but I, I was trying to look it up. Luttrell is still it. there, though. That, right, that head is, guys, absolutely. And there, for both sides, uh, no opt-outs to note. That game, December 23rd, that is uh, that is early next week. So Wednesday next week. Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday next week. Uh, that'll be uh, my first play for this. All right, what do you got next? Okay, my fourth best game is a December 30th game. It's the Music City Bowl. I absolutely love Tennessee minus the four points. For me, Purdue, no David Bell, no chance. Hendon Hooker and that offense, they're going to light up the scoreboard, in my opinion, against a Purdue defense that really has not seen the kind of offensive firepower that Tennessee brings to the table, except in their game versus Ohio State, and we saw how that turned out. I like Tennessee to cover this number. Josh Heupel still trying to put more blocks into the foundation of what he's trying to build there at Tennessee. They'll be locked in. They'll be ready. Hendon Hooker, one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. I like the Vols to roll. Uh, I'll just – no need to explain again for me. Uh, um, This is our – this is one of the bets. This is the only bet that we are uh, simpatico on. Uh, Once again, another kind of de facto home game for – uh, for the Vols, this game being played in Nashville, uh, we've seen significant steam uh, on Tennessee. And you mentioned David Bell being out. George Karloftis also out. He's going to be a first-round pick. He is a, He's really good. He is a dude that wreaks havoc coming off the edge. So the two best players on Purdue in David Bell, who you could argue, what, single-handedly beat Michigan State this year. He is tremendous. George Karloftis, both of them are out. Hendon Hooker is a bit banged up, so let's keep an eye He's on, got a his, month. He'll be fine. Uh, on his uh, you know, situation Go there. Go home for Christmas break, get Ta- some of that mama's cooking. Tyon Evans uh, did leave the program there for Tennessee, but I agree. First-year coach and Josh Heupel, building on the momentum, uh, lay the four, I'm with you, on Tennessee, December 30th, Music City Bowl. So simpatico there. What else you got? So my third best play, and I almost made this my first, but I've got upset special at number one. Oklahoma land to four and a half mm. versus Oregon. You know, Brent Venables wants to get this era with him as the head coach in Oklahoma. Started off on the right foot. Caleb Williams stays. So they have their quarterback. They'll be motivated to go out and show that this wasn't about Lincoln Riley. It was about the players that are in Norman, Oklahoma. Oregon, on the other hand, hired Georgia's defensive coordinator. Well, what does he have going on two days after this game? This game is December 29th. The bowl game is the Alamo Bowl. Just so happens their new head coach plays in the National College Football semifinals two days later. So he'll be preoccupied, I think, out of sight, out of mind. I doubt if Kirby Smart allows him to go to that game. If he does, he'll be in and out. I don't see the motivation for Oregon. Kayvon Thibodeau's already opted out. C.J. Verdell's been injured. He won't be available. I don't like Anthony Brown against Caleb Williams. I'm taking Caleb Williams and the Sooners to cover as the more motivated team in the Alamo Bowl. Bob Stoops to get the win. Bobby Stoops. Bob Stoops serving uh, as the interim coach there. He turned down that 300 and some thousand they offered him. You know, he could have just, you know, slid on over here to the circle and left the suitcase outside and said, hey, (laughs) Merry Christmas, Tim and Sean. Wait, he turned it down? Yeah, he's donated to something. Shoot. Um, I will go Christmas Eve. My favorite, one of my favorite bowl games is the Hawaii Bowl every year. It's, uh, you know, it's the only sport on Christmas Eve, late night, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. And as crazy as this sounds, I'm going to lay it with Memphis. And the reason is 
those Hawaii players want nothing to do with this game. And there was an article out uh, about Todd Graham and his treatment of players and how much they are, you know, just despise him. They didn't like him in Phoenix either when he was in uh, Arizona State. How they, you know, how basically they want nothing to do. They've they've essentially lost their love for the game. Their quarterback, uh, Chevon Cadero, has uh, entered the transfer portal. Their running back, Day-Day Hunter, has also entered the transfer portal. So I look at Memphis. I think they're, you know, get an opportunity to go to Hawaii, uh, enjoy themselves. But I think Memphis is uh, is going to come ready to play. We've seen positive streaks from them. So I will lay the touchdown with Memphis, as crazy as it sounds. Usually I like taking points when I go out to the island. Not in this circumstance. I, I think Hawaii wants this season to be done with. Remember, they weren't bowl eligible. And then when the Frisco Football Classic became a thing, they allowed Hawaii to play in the Hawaii Bowl. I think Memphis takes care of business rather comfortably. I will lay the seven with the Memphis Tigers. All right. What else you got? All right. So my second best play of the bowl season, I'm still trying to figure out how to have my cleats in the actual grass for this game because I want to be here. I want to be a witness. I want to participate in Marcus Freeman's first win as the head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So my second best play of the bowl season is on New Year's Day. Let's bring 2022 in. The right way, it's the Fiesta Bowl, Notre Dame's minus two and a half. I love Jack Cohn and that offense to come out and rep for their new head coach. I know the safety, Hamilton, I know the running back won't be available. It won't matter. Notre Dame has depth. Brian Kelly did recruit at a high level, so it's the cupboard is far from bare. Oklahoma State, I'm fading Sanders in that offense. I don't think they're very good. I like Notre Dame. I think they have all the motivation. Oklahoma's whole season was lost. Half a foot from the goal line. Mm-hmm. Everything they had was put into winning that Big 12 championship game and forcing the college football playoff committee to make a unbelievable decision deciding between the Big 12 one-loss champion and undefeated Cincinnati. It didn't happen. They could care less about this Fiesta Bowl. I'm going Notre Dame to blitz the Cowboys in Oklahoma State. Make me happy. Jim Knowles, also Oklahoma State offense, uh, defensive coordinator, is gone. He has left for Ohio State. I've still got two plays. Sean's got one left. We'll also recap them on the other side. It's the nightcap here on VC. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Save 50% off a VSIN all access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24 7 video, plus our all new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game all of that just 39 bucks beason.com slash subscribe it is the nightcap here on Vison. we're going through our five favorite plays of the bowl season uh to recap sean has gone through his first four so just to recap for the fine folks what are your first four plays that uh you have discussed to this point okay i gotta look it back up I was all prepared for my argument. Okay, there we go. East Carolina plus three uh, against Boston College. Tennessee minus four. Purdue, Oklahoma minus four and a half. Oregon, Notre Dame minus two and a half. Oklahoma State. All right, there is uh, Sean's first four. We'll get to his finale uh, in the Orange Bowl here in just a moment. Can I do the sledgehammer or no? It's just when Brad's on. You can do the sledgehammer. No. I mean, it's, copywritten. It, it is copywritten, that yep. is for sure, by Peter Gabriel, the uh, writer of that song. Peter who? <laughs> the, the, the man who... My cousin. The gentleman who sings that song. Used to drink moonshine, homemade. Uh, for me so far, North Texas plus the three against Miami of Ohio and the Frisco Football Classic. Lay in the seven with Hawaii, or sorry, with Memphis against Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl. I don't know how Todd Graham got another job. Tennessee, I will join Sean on that one, minus the four. And then I'm going with your guy, Mike Loxley. Uh-oh. Maryland against Virginia Tech. Motivation is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Maryland is fired up to be playing in this bowl game. They haven't played in a bowl game in, I want to say, five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no one on this roster that started at Maryland, has played in a bowl game. Mike Loxley, 
who has been a head coach for seven years, three years in New Mexico, interim for a year at Maryland when Randy Etzel got fired, three years at Maryland, has never been a head coach in a bowl game. They are excited to be at the Pinstripe Bowl. Both of these teams had to win their final game to get bowl eligible. Maryland smashed Rutgers. Virginia Tech beat Virginia. That game right there, Virginia Tech, Virginia, that's mm-hmm. the that's the game they cared about. That's right. the Commonwealth Cup. That's the rivalry game. Maryland wants to be in this bowl game. I've heard the quotes. I've heard the press conferences already. And then let me give you the opt-outs for Virginia Tech to this point. Their two leading wide receivers, gone. Trey Turner, Tavion Robinson. Cornerback Jermaine Waller, second team All-AC, gone. Defensive end, Amari Barno, gone. Nose tackle Jordan Williams, gone. Offensive guard, Lasitas Smith, gone. Turner and Robinson, the two top receivers, they combined for 84 catches, Mm -hmm. 1,234 yards, eight touchdown receptions. Robinson also was Virginia Tech's punt returner. He was a third-team all-ACC selection for special teams. This team doesn't want to play in this game. Oh, yeah, their coach was fired, by the way. Uh, Wednesday's out. uh, Brent Fry is uh, the new head coach. J.C. Price will be serving as the interim, who, by the way, won't have a job after this game at Virginia Tech. I I just think a motivated team, it's going to be cold. Do you want to roll up the sleeves and play hard in this game? This is Northeast, right? New York, New Jersey? This is in New York. It's in Yankee Stadium. So I will roll with the Terps, with Aaron Oster's squad. Give me Maryland. As a pick against Virginia Tech, I think they are the motivated team in this. A tear came to my eye. Why? For one, because you're supporting our producer, Aaron Oster, who's a diehard Maryland fan, and Lord knows he needs something to root for. It's just (laughs) been a rough 2021 for him. Terrapin's been bad and everything but field hockey. And unfortunately, Circle doesn't show field hockey. They are probably pretty good at field hockey, I bet. And also because you support my guy, Mike Loxley. That's my dude. Your doppelganger. Too. It is. It is. All right. So what my is your, best play. Your finale. My finale. Not finale, but it's not the grand finale. It's the yeah. finale. December 31st. Down in the great state of Florida. Mm. Nestled on the southern end. There's a bowl game. Where the logo is a bowl of oranges. I've said it multiple times. Jim Harbaugh will be the next head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. He has two games left as a head coach of University of Michigan. And that leads me to my best play of the college bowl season, Michigan Moneyline. Michigan was playing as good as anyone in the country to finish the season. They'll take that momentum. They'll take their top of the first round defensive lineman. Aiden Hutchinson. Get after Stetson Bennett. Make him uncomfortable. McNamara, that run game, do just enough to squeak by Kirby Smart's Georgia team, 28-24. I like Michigan on the money line. You don't need the eight and a half points. My best play of the college football season, take the plus 260 and bring in the new year the right way. I don't I don't wear glasses, but can we can we put up Sean's picks just one more time? Yep. I'm just looking at it. So East Carolina, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Michigan. 
These are our five favorite plays. That's right. Okay. You spent two segments yesterday telling me why Cincinnati would not only cover, would beat Alabama, but they uh, they didn't they didn't make your top five. I said that was the finale, not the grand finale. See, sometimes the devil's in the details. Continue no. on, sir. We have about four minutes before the break. No, no, no. <laughs> Those are your five best plays, yeah. and it's not on there. Where is it? I got you. It's coming. Where, where is it? I don't see it. All right. Um, I'm also on New Year's Eve, but I'm not on Alabama and Cincinnati, and I'm not going to Arizona. I'm going to El Paso. El Paso, Texas, I baby. Like it. Washington State and Miami. Going to be cold. That's what I love. <laughs> Miami just fired Manny Diaz unceremoniously. I think it's the right hire. Mario Cristobal probably will do good things for his alma mater. He's a great recruiter. He'll bring in talent. Her players don't really care about that. Rhett Lashley, their OC. He's the interim. Oh, no, he's gone. He left for SMU. Bye-bye. So they've got an interim coach coaching them up. Now, they have young talent. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke is a tremendous quarterback. Mm -hmm. Very talented. Could he win this game by himself? Yeah, possibly. Washington State, though, was one of the most surprising teams of the entire year because the whole Nick Rolovich situation with not getting the COVID vaccine, they were playing well, and then he gets fired, and half the staff gets fired. Everyone's fading away. They're done. There's no way that they can respond. What do they do, Sean? Down the stretch they go. They go 4-1 and one against the spread, 3-2 and two ATS, they win the Apple Cup against Washington. This team is fired up to be playing for their new head coach, Jake Dickert. The interim is now the head man at Washington State. The era has officially begun there for the Cougs. I do think they keep this momentum rolling. Now Washington State will be without their running back in Max Borgie. He has opted out for this game. Uh, as noted by Wes Reynolds in our bowl betting preview, by the way, vcin.com backslash bowl guide. Uh, there are changes coming to the staff. They're not going to go air raid mm -hmm. anymore uh, now that, uh, you know, or run and shoot, I guess, is what uh, Rolovich has. I really like this spot. Washington State. Now, I know the, mo the look, the, the market's actually moved against me. It was one and a half up to two and a half, so I don't like that. Uh, but I think Washington State wins this game. Uh, it was the first bet that I made this bowl season. Uh, and you look at Washington State and Miami. They actually played each other in the Sun Bowl six years ago. Washington State won that game 20-14. to 14. Miami played in this bowl game in 2010. They lost by 16 to Notre Dame. It's going to be cold. Those players aren't going to want to be in El Paso. I will take the Cougs plus two and a half. Good play. It's an early start, too. I think it's 11 a.m. kick. Locally? I believe so, yeah. Uh, Miami will still be sleepwalking. <laughs> da -da 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 -da! However, my sledgehammer play of the bowl season, go to your ATM right now, pull out $100 a day, and by the time the bowl game gets here, you'll have just enough to make this worthwhile. I love Utah State and Blake Anderson to win outright versus Oregon State. Blake Anderson brought his quarterback from Arkansas State, Logan Bonner, through 36 touchdowns. 3,560 yards. They're trying to figure out how after beating San Diego State 46-13, they're underdogs against the sixth-place team from the Pac-12. Utah State's motivated. Blake Anderson and Utah State on the money line.
Cigar bet. Take that. Uh, I will. I will take the beavers. I will lay the seven. That cigar bet to wrap up the hour. Kenny. Kenny White. Top of the hour. Right here. That the nightcap. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 